0: are we really doing this we're doing it ah! welcome to the mom tales and cocktails podcast I'm Shelby Lovitz, the fitness and nutrition coach for moms and soon-to-be moms mom of three and twin mom my passion is helping women learn to strengthen their bodies and mind for pregnancy postpartum and beyond and I'm Erin Patel mom of two toddler boys I work in aerospace
1: and defense doing digital transformation and supply chain strategy, so data is in my DNA. I'm always looking for research-backed solutions to better myself as a mom and as an individual, and I
0: love helping other moms do the same. We're here to give you the tough love, the real and raw truths on motherhood and how to do it all without losing yourself along the way.
1: So sit back with your cocktail or mocktail and get ready to transform your mind, body, and
0: life. So should we get into it? Yes. Cool. I'm ready? Don't forget, it's been so long. It has been so long. Like I, I don't know. We had know. this
1: whole plan in the beginning of like or the end of August, and I now we're in October.
0: All right, we're going. We're we're getting it going, um, and yeah. I'm really excited. All right, let's do it. Okay. Hello, beautiful moms. So. Today's topic may be a little bit controversial and there are so many differing opinions on what we're diving into, but as always, we're just getting as real and raw as possible and really just sharing our own experiences with the hope that you can relate and to just really help you feel more at ease during your postpartum journey. So with that said, we're Going to be diving into all things breastfeeding, not only our own personal experiences, but also how to really adapt and adjust your nutrition and your workouts so that you can feel your best, not just physically, but mentally, too, during this time that may feel very stressful, but still exciting time of your life. Um, What are we drinking tonight? So,
1: um, my drink of choice for tonight was a little something special. We had the pride parade and my brother-in-law and I had like sort of tag teamed the pride parade for the past couple of years. Um, so it's like our thing to do together and we both love dirty martinis. So he made me a dirty martini tonight. Ooh. Extra dirty.
0: Extra dirty. Fancy. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, okay. So I had all intentions of making this like pumpkin espresso martini which I was really excited about um actually I have like a girl's night thing tomorrow that I'm going to be making it for so tonight I kind of wanted to like test it out to make sure it was actually good and not awful but for so so last night I had two glasses of red wine. I was just like in the mood. And this morning I woke up and I literally felt horrible. And I don't like, I don't know how or why with two glasses, like normally it's not like that for me at all. And I really felt terrible like all day. So I was like not wanting to go as hard as an espresso martini tonight. So wait, I need to ask what does a glass equate to in your mind? Like, so do you I actually it like, up or do you measure it out? Or? I actually measured it out. So I had 10 ounces of right. 10 now. ounces total. So oh, see, I like if I'm measuring,
1: I do the season 52 pour and I do the nine ounce. Mm. And that's one glass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I and think I like officially, <laughs> I think officially one glass is five ounces, which isn't isn't too much. Mm-mm, no, that goes very quickly. But, and I, I only know that from breastfeeding actually, because <laughs> that's when I very first started measuring. <laughs> Love it. Um, so I'm, I'm going with my usual, my Prosecco. I made Ben, I, Ben went, the with was going to the <laughs> liquor store and he was like, do you need anything? And I said, no at first. Cause I was, I was just gonna like drink more of that red wine but I was like no that made me feel terrible. <laughs> like why no, would so I? We're not gonna
1: link that one. Yes. What was it?
0: I don't know. It was um I think it was like one of the recommended ones at the liquor store from Have you ever been to Trey they have like the employees there, I guess, recommend certain wines and they have like labels under the bottles of wine, like Jen's pick. Oh no, I haven't been there in ages yes. since
1: I won that um
0: beverage core, actually. <laughs> that was one of the <laughs> So it was somebody's wine. pick that works there. Mm. And I've done those multiple times and I haven't really liked it. Um I did so taste you know exactly what not to pick then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it. I don't know why. It just made me feel horrible. Um, so, yeah. So, we're drinking Prosecco tonight, and I'm feeling good.
1: Good. Love it. I'm getting to the end of my martini, though, so I'm going to have to
0: re-up or switch gears. All right. We can See. we can pause if we need to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. man. So, this has been a week. Yeah. Um, I like secretly love these weeks. So Mitt's traveling for work and everything like falls on me, which is I'm totally cool with. I like, there's, I don't know. There's this like, there's a, a quote in um, Moana and it's like muscle up buttercup. And I can't stand when Ari says it, but he thinks that Maui like walks on water. Um, but it was, like, it's so true. So, like, when you're left to your own defenses, like, you just got to, sh- you have to show up. And there's, like, no not showing up. But while he's away, like, it gives me the opportunity to just be, like, like totally team-oriented or- with the boys. And I love it. It's hard, but, like, it, o- like I always feel, like, more connected to them um, by the time he gets back. So it's been a lot this week. I think the dogs have been the hardest part um molly oh my gosh she's just like killing me lately and she, i know that she's like slow rolling into her final moments but like i was trying to so as i said we had the pride parade tonight i was trying to get Ari's shoes on and she literally just like walked up next to me and just started peeing next to us like right on the floor and this was the third time she peed on the floor today and it's like i let her out constantly and you know like try and make sure that she's get like getting exercise and being outside and giving her opportunities to go but like it's like there's just no control. So it's like this bittersweet situation where I'm getting this like amazing bonding time with the kids, but then and I hate to think of like Molly, like my very first sweet baby as a burden, but like it's just
0: that's the hard part. So that's been my week so far. Yeah. And I know what you mean too. Like I always feel like anxious if I have to watch all three kids by myself it doesn't happen too often because we do have a lot of help but there have been you know certain instances where we haven't had help and Ben's been away at work or he's had things going on where I've had all three kids and it even it's not it is like the connection part is awesome too but I feel like it's it's just such like a rewarding, good feeling because I always feel like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is going to be so hard. And then when you like do it, it just like, it feels so good. Like I can do, I can do this thing. Like I really can. And then that makes me think this relates to like working out too when, you know, you have a hard workout or you don't feel like doing it, but you do it or you lift more than you thought you could and it's just like such a good you just see the workout and
1: it's like looks intimidating Mm -hmm. and you automatically feel like defeated i'm not cut out for this and then you do it and you're like wow Mm -hmm. i'm more than what i thought i am yeah and that's That's what like
0: keeps you going yes
1: love it he's okay. also like super helpful though. so <laughs>
0: that, yeah leo was- can be i don't know leo goes both ways he can either be really helpful or just like
1: the ball and james to it
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's either or but like no he is he is helpful and yeah I also think he gives them, them a chance
1: to, like, grow, too. Like, it kind of bothers me, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but, like, every time Emet goes away, he'll, like, turn to Ari and be like, hey, you know, you got to be the man of the house. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. Like, he's still a kid, and he gets to be the kid. But I think, like, on some level, he knows, like, he's got to keep it a little bit more together than mm-hmm. he normally would.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I get that. So. I feel like Ben does... The same thing, like just you know, you got to help your mom out and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's cute that they have those little talks. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about breastfeeding because I think Aaron, I mean, Aaron had definitely different things going on, but I think we had like a relatively similar feeling about breastfeeding and our like journeys with it were relatively similar, I think. But honestly, before I had Leo, I didn't know and I feel like nobody warned me how hard it was going to be, not just physically, but mentally, too. And I know, again, everyone doesn't have the same experience. And a lot of people, it may come naturally or like, I know a lot of people feel like super connected during that time and have that like really good feeling about it. But for me, personally, it just like, did not come naturally at all. I honestly never had that like, Connected feeling during that time. But I did want to just continue to do it because I knew the benefits of it. So I wanted to try and I didn't want to just like immediately give up because it wasn't comfortable. It didn't come naturally to me. I wanted that's like, you know, something that I feel. Strongly about in just like all areas of my life where I'm not just going to immediately just not try. Um, so with Leo, I think I lasted about four months, but once I was going back to work, my supply definitely started to dip a lot and I just like could not keep up with him. And it was just stressing me out so much and just you know adding to the stress of being a new mom and all of the other things already so it was like and trying to navigate working yes at the same time <laughs> yes and pumping at work and all of that and it was just it was hard it was really hard mentally and again like i don't think anybody told me about that part too, about stopping breastfeeding, how hard mentally that would be. And like, am I sure, like, am I sure I'm doing the right thing? Like, should I stop? Should I not stop? Should I try to like half breastfeed and do formula half the time? And ultimately I, I weaned off probably around four months when I just like couldn't keep up And then with the twins, like similar, similar thing happened. Um, Axel was in the NICU for a little while. So I like couldn't breastfeed him. So ultimately, I was exclusively pumping for both of them. And it was just a lot. (laughs) And again, like, I don't know what's what, like, I just could not keep up. I could not. Have enough milk for the both of them. And it was again, stressing me out, but I knew like in the back of my head, like it's okay. Like this time I'm doing, it's going to feel better mentally because like I know it's okay to switch over to formula. So again, I think I might have done it a little bit earlier with them. And honestly, once I stopped, breastfeeding both times it felt like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders eventually um because i honestly felt like especially with the twins all i was doing was feeding them and changing diapers and cleaning bottles cleaning pump parts filling up bottles like i think that was all i did for <laughs> three straight months you know what's like it's such a crap shoot because
1: you are so focused in the beginning on like maintaining your supply and building your supply and bolstering your supply and then you want to stop and somehow like even though your supply is going down or you have like those panics like you had with leo like okay i'm not producing enough i'm not producing them still stopping is such a fucking process and like mm-hmm. maybe i've done it wrong the past two times but like it was not a quick stop for me there was no like oh I hit the brakes and we're done like it was a process and I feel like I kept going because I didn't feel like dealing with a process of stopping and like the pain of doing it and whatever and um like with the Demer thing I've talked about before um dysphoric Uh, No, I can't remember what it stands for, but basically it's like this deep, dark, ugly depression that sets in while you're um, breastfeeding or pumping, like something about the ejection process, like brings down your dopamine or something like that. I don't know. Um, So you would think like, oh my gosh, just like make this go away. But then I would get stuck in this loop of like, oh, well, the depression has already set in. So I might as well keep going. And it's like a trap. Um. So like, that was probably the worst for me. And it was, so with Ari, I like, it was, I had all the symptoms. I just didn't know that it was even a thing. I thought I was broken. Um, And it seemed to come about more when I was pumping versus like straight breastfeeding. And so I like, in my head, I was like, oh, it's like pumping isn't, doesn't feel like organic. It feels mechanical. It feels like like there's no connection there, so like that's why you're not feeling good about doing it. Um, but it was really when I had Zane, like came to light that it's just like that. Whatever the letdown is that causes this depression to set in was very much there, and I just was not making an excuse for it anymore. Once I finally knew that it was like a real thing. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention about like the physical component. But I think that this like gets increasingly worse as you have children, like with each pregnancy, the cramping associated with it, it's not just like the physical breastfeeding part and like the nipple part, like the cramping associated with like when that happens, I guess it's like your uterus shrinking, shrinking, but with Ari, like it was bad. And then with Zane, it was much worse. And I can only imagine that it would like get worse and worse. And like, that's something that nobody ever told me about.
0: No, especially I think like during the first few weeks, it was awful. And I think the same thing, like with the twins, it was way worse. And I think the first time around, though, I was like, when it happened, I was like, what's happening? Am I having contractions (laughs) still? Like what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and like, but it's like manageable. But the second time around, it was like I would heel over and be like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Look at this pass, and this pass, and this pass. Like, in addition to like your nipples hardening and just like making the time, and like yeah, the cleanup, the setup. Like, it's just it's all so much. And I respect anybody that loves it, and like that's their preferred method. I think that's wonderful. Um, I have a neighbor who just like, she thinks it's the most fascinating, beautiful, incredible thing on the planet to be able to like give her baby the nutrition from her directly. And I think that's great, but, but it has to work for you. Once it stops working for you, then it stops working for baby. And I think that that's like so, so important to remember that moms are still so much a part of this
0: equation and um, yeah, you got to do what works for you. Yeah. And that's, that's like the perfect lead in to so. <laughs> what we want to talk about. But something I also, I was going to say something. And now,
1: well, this is a story of our lives. This is what we were talking about <laughs> earlier.
0: We need our robot assistant to record our thoughts because... As you were talking as you were talking, I had something. And then once you said that like last line, I was like, wow, that's like actually the perfect lead-in to the next thing. <laughs> but there was still some there was still something in my head I wanted to say. Um oh, I was just gonna say, I mean, yeah, like I never had that connected feeling, but I do think like it's so cool and amazing. Like your body can literally like feed your baby and like and it
1: like knows when to produce milk like right
0: and like the um blows my mind and like and like the like composition, composition for the well, composition oh, yeah. of it and like how it changes as your baby grows and or if stuff, you have a boy like, or girl or like your baby's saliva
1: like tells your body what it what the baby needs and then your body responds accordingly with like the right immune boosting blah, 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 blah boosters. I don't know. Like It's just like, I don't know all the science. I just know that like that back and forth connection is what creates the immunity factor. I'm like, that's insane. Like, it's really is fascinating. <laughs>
0: it doesn't make sense. I, having a child doesn't make sense. I still don't get it. It all, it all is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yes, like of course, feeding your baby like is the most important thing and ensuring that they are getting the nutrients that they need is so, so crucial during, um you know, their first year of life because that's where their main nutrients come from is from either formula or breast milk. um But just because of that, we don't want you to forget about yourself. Um, so we're really gonna dive into how to take care of you while breastfeeding, not just physically, but mentally too. I feel like you need to be recording yourself right now, opening <laughs> the bottle. <laughs> Do it. Because <laughs> that's gonna be in our video. Okay, so Taking care of yourself during this time is so important and it's going to benefit your baby too. So first, we want to talk about nutrition during breastfeeding. So fueling yourself (laughs) properly while you are breastfeeding is so huge because the nutrients and food that you're eating is going through your breast milk and to your baby. So the one thing to know is that your baby is always going to get the nutrients they need first. So if you are not eating enough, your baby will still get the nutrients they need, but it's going to take that away from you. So, and this is not a weight loss tip or solution. No, this or, is not This is
1: not a way to do it. So don't take anything about
0: malnutritionizing yourself.
1: As no, a way and to, I wish
0: no. I didn't add that in here, but breastfeeding is not a weight loss tactic. Um, But what that means is you're going to feel depleted. You're not going to feel energized. You're not going to feel good. And during this time, you need that energy because you're not going to be sleeping well. And you want to feel the best that you can with what you are given and the situation. So why not ensure that you are fueled properly um during this time so that you can maximize on that energy? So... Being in a place giving so much, you need to replenish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, being in a place like where you want to eat about three hundred to five hundred extra calories per day over your whatever like your maintenance calorie level is. Um, As your baby grows, and if you continually exclusively breastfeed, the amount of calories you're going to need is going to vary so um while you should eat more calories because of the increased energy expenditure from producing milk it's really hard to like pinpoint an exact calorie recommendation because of you know your baby is growing bigger and you have different you know energy levels so it's really hard to give you like An exact, this is how many calories you should eat while you're breastfeeding. Um, So really just paying close attention to your hunger cues and, you know, when you're feeling hungry, how hungry you're feeling, when you're feeling full to really help guide you in how much food you should be eating. And that's just gonna be more beneficial than calorie counting. And I think we talked about this on a past episode that, you know, trying to figure out exactly how many calories you should be eating and tracking your calories during this time when it's already a stressful time is probably not gonna feel good. Um so really just, good use of your energy. It's just no. Not. So really just trying to pay attention to your hunger cues and I just have to like share this. I had a, a client come to me um, who was in mom bod reset and she was relatively newly postpartum. She was breastfeeding and I've actually had like multiple clients and they're like, I'm starving. I'm so hungry. And I'm like, that's normal while you're breastfeeding. Like, and that probably means that you're not eating enough. And once we did, I did give them like a general, general calorie guideline just so that they can have like an idea. And they did track a little bit just to like see, but we weren't like super strict on calories. And they're like, wow, now that I'm eat actually eating more I feel so much better and they were able to lose weight and make changes to their body from eating more and actually feeling yourself properly so that if you're feeling hungry all the time, that's your body telling you that you need to eat. Mm -hmm. Fill your belly. Fill fill (laughs) your belly, belly. (laughs) And I feel like I was just like, especially with the twins, I literally felt like, a bottomless pit. like I did not eat enough I feel like I it's just
1: so sad I I don't remember anything like I remember making sweet potatoes like almost every single day when I was breastfeeding Ari and I think that that was probably because it was COVID and I didn't have candles in the house. So <laughs> making sweet potatoes, it's, like, it's not like a candle. Um, but I ate like so many sweet potatoes and so much cottage cheese. But I don't remember with Zane at all. It's like like this hugely impactful time in your life that like, I just, I can't remember.
0: I know. It. so I weird. wish I like kept like a diary of Mm -hmm. like what I was actually feeling because it's, it's hard. You literally like kind of do forget that time because you're so like in the thick of things that it's like, you can't even remember. And I feel like with, that's what I mean, there was more. Yeah. Like, I feel like there, well, I don't feel like there was a big gap between a bigger gap when I had Leo and when I had the twins, so I like couldn't. Re- I literally couldn't remember anything. I remember you. when I had
1: Ari, like asking you, like, "Oh, did you experience this? Did you experience this?" And you're like, "I don't know. I don't remember." I'm like, "How the <laughs> fuck could you not remember? Like, what's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? Like, how could you not remember?" My world is shattering around me because I don't have answers, and you don't remember. Are you kidding me? You went through this. How do you not remember? But it's. So freaking wild. Like I don't remember. There's like moments that I remember and like I remember connecting, but it's like, I don't know.
0: it's just really wild. Mm-hmm. I know it is. It really is crazy.
1: One of the other things about breastfeeding as like an intro that I really want to touch on is aligning. If you have a partner, aligning with your partner on what your plan is. Because I feel like I've witnessed this from afar where um, like there's pressure from one partner to like for the other, for the mom to keep breastfeeding when it's not good for them because they're like prioritizing what they think is best for baby. And I feel like that's just another added layer of stress. So I feel like going into it, it's a really important conversation to have to say like, We need to be aligned. And if I like no means no, Ari and I have been having this conversation about like no means no and what that means. Um, And I feel like it applies to this too. Like if you, if it's not working for you, you need to be able to like have that transparent, honest conversation with your partner to say this isn't working and you need to respect that. Like don't pressure me into doing
0: something that I'm not into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's very true. I, I don't think like, I, me personally, like I always felt very supported from Ben, which was like amazing. Like I think I talked about this in the past episode, but like going, Off of this food thing, like he would cook me breakfast in bed and I would always like start my day off with like a really nutritious, good breakfast and feel really good. And, you know, when I did decide to stop, it was just like Like that's just what we're doing. That's just (laughs) what it
1: is. and that's how I, like, that's how I personally feel like it should be. And Amit mm-hmm. was the same way. Like, he was the one reminding me while, like, I was going to, like, the Deemer stuff. Like, he's like, you need to stop. It's time to stop. You have to, like... But I was, like, I was trapped in that loop. But mm-hmm. have a support system that has your best interest in mind and is focused on you and not necessarily... Everybody's focused on the baby. Like, your neighbors, your your family, your friends, like that's what everybody cares about. So to have that support system that's focused on you is so important. So I don't know. Yeah. And I think it's like we always I
0: think it too like I think it can go the opposite way too. Like if they are super supportive or like you're saying like you know just stop like you need to stop or whatever it's like it's not that easy like it's, it's not that very easy. hard mentally so that can be like another stress like to somebody's telling you like, oh, just stop then like what's you know just don't do it anymore. it's not that easy it's yeah, it's
1: definitely not that easy and I think that that's like one of the hardest parts about it in general is like nothing about it is easy um and like with the mid example, like he just knew how badly I was struggling. Mm -hmm. And so like for him, like he was protecting me and it was like that. It was more of like the reminder to like, you gotta, we have to, we have to break this. We have to Mm -hmm. stop this. We have to wean you off um, for your own sanity. And like, I, that was, it was good support, but I like, I totally see what you mean. Like it, it, just You just have to feel in lockstep, I guess, and not mm-hmm. against each other or whatever. So,
0: no, I, anyway. I totally agree with that. What were you going to say in our house? You, we're saying- so, um, we always use like, we establish safe words
1: when things are calm to handle situations when they're not calm. And that like is just such a game changer for us, like whether it's a fight or what, like, I don't know whatever it is, we have like the words that we use to say, like for a while it was Molly. And that was like, okay, this fight is not productive. We're not, it's not going anywhere. We need to just walk away from each other and reconvene later. And like, it was a mutual agreement to respect the word. So I feel like establishing those things up front before things get hard is like so important. Like, I mean, not saying you have to do it, but like if you are struggling or you want to stop and like you want your partner to understand that you want to stop or you want to keep going or whatever, like to just like drop the word so that they understand. And then you're not trying to navigate those emotions in the height of the chaos or the height of the emotion that's surging. I don't know. That's all I was going to say.
0: No, I love that. I feel like we need to, we need to come up with a, come up with the word. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's just,
1: it's so good across like parenting and like postpartum just to, I don't know, because it's always rainbows and butterflies when things are fine. And then when things aren't fine, that's when you need a plan. So if you don't have a plan, it's hard to navigate. Love it. So with that being said,
0: working out. Yes. Let's talk about working out while breastfeeding. So like we said in the past, until you are officially cleared with your doctor, please do not start working out. Um, But. Besides that, despite what you may have heard, exercise does not have a negative impact on your breast milk supply or the quality um, and composition of your breast milk. So you can still exercise while you're breastfeeding, of course, in a way that feels good to you and is appropriate and works with whatever stage of postpartum or life you were in and whatever works best with your life. And if you haven't listened to our episode on working out postpartum, make sure you listen to that. Um, it's episode 23. But here are just some things that you're going to want to keep in mind while working out while breastfeeding. So the best time to Workout is ideally after pumping or right after feeding your baby. Obviously, that's, you know, maybe not always ideal when you're just like wanting to get it done and trying to fit it in where you can. You can't always like plan that out exactly. But ideally, that's the best time because. um your baby, if you're going to be working out while your baby's there, they're going to likely be calmer if they're fed and happy, or maybe they're going to be sleeping after they get fed. Um, so that's usually the best time. Um, and also, if your boobs are fuller, if you haven't like just pumped or breastfed, it's probably going to be not super comfortable working out if you have really full breasts. Oh. Oh. yes. <laughs> and there's even one time I literally got in the middle of a workout, got a clogged duck and I'm like down here trying to pump, try and get it out in the middle of. That's what I sent you
1: workout. the video about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the out. God,
0: I became yes. Erin and I sent, oh, sent videos of each other getting <laughs> getting clogged. And up news at a whole different meeting <laughs> during that phase of life. Oh my gosh! Uh, no shame, no shame at all.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> Listen, like there is no pain like that pain. Oh God, it's like, a, it's like a whole body pain. Like, oh my gosh, it, I I actually feel nauseous thinking about how terrible it feels. It's crazy.
0: And like, I never had that with Leo at all. And with the twins, I've got like multiple clogged ducts and I had mastitis the one time that was like horrible.
1: Horrible. (laughs) And it's so crazy because like, especially with the twins, you feel like all you're doing is pumping. Right. Like, and like leaving, (laughs) getting it out. So like, how could it possibly happen? But it does.
0: It does. Uh, Another one of life's crazy mysteries. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, you might have like sore or cracked nipples. So just like being mindful of that, you may need to change positions that you're in during your workout. If you're having exercise like where you're lying flat on your chest, that might not feel comfortable. So you may need to adjust that. Um, Also, Wearing a bra that's going to be, like, supportive and comfortable during your workouts is important. Um If you do, you know, try and feed your baby right after working out, this, you know, it's not always going to be the case. But some of that lactic acid that you build up during your workout may affect just the taste of the breast milk. Not like the quality or any composition or anything. So your baby may not be like acquired or like that taste. So they may be fussier when trying to eat. Um So that's just something to keep in mind as well. I never knew that.
1: That's really yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, if you can try and do it before, we know it's not always ideal. And sometimes it's just like, I want to get in my workout no matter what, um, and that's just whatever works with your life. But when possible, it's always best to try and do it right after feeding or pumping. Okay. And then lastly, and most importantly, so now that we've talked about your physical health with nutrition and workouts, Mental health while breastfeeding is honestly just the most important factor, factor. And we've already, we've already talked about it a bunch throughout this episode, but just knowing that whatever you choose is okay. And if you find that breastfeeding is affecting your quality of life, it's okay to stop. But it's also okay to want to continue to try and work until it feels more comfortable for you. I will say for me, and I think it's just normal, like it takes time for you to get comfortable with it and like, I feel like it took me forever to just like be able to like get in a good position or figure out like which position felt the best or where the baby was like feeding best. Like, I think it maybe took me a month to get to that place. So really giving yourself time, but also knowing it's okay. Like If you're just really not feeling it and you're just, like, checked out, you're not wanting to do it, it's okay to not.
1: Yeah, like, the callusing of your nipples takes a little bit of, like, of time. And I feel like I didn't expect it to be so painful with Ari because I had no prior knowledge. And then with Zane, I, like, forgot how bad it hurts in the beginning. And then you get over that little threshold, And then it's like, okay, this isn't so bad anymore. Um, So there's, yeah, like there's level of like, see it through, don't give up if it's something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it does, yeah, it gets less painful, I guess, as you go on, sort of, (laughs) unless you've got demer, which I just looked up because I don't know why I couldn't think of what M stood for, which is the most obvious and it's milk. So it's dysphoric milk ejection reflex. And it's the condition that affects people who breastfeed um, and causes. Come on. An intense negative feeling when your milk lets down. So that I would have now knowing what it is, being able to tell people what it is. I like I said on previous episodes. I t- had to tell my OB what it was like she didn't even know. So I feel like it's something that's not talked about. I don't want anybody to sit there thinking that they're just broken. Like I did for my first pregnancy or first postpartum experience and understand that it's just okay to walk away from it. Or if you want to power through it, because in the moment it's easier then you do that too. But like Shelby said, you have to know when to pull the cord, or one to push through, and you just have to listen to your body mm-hmm. and trust and it, your gut.
0: And if you're like in that stage, remember this episode. Remember what we're telling you, because I feel like I needed somebody to tell me that it's okay right, stop. to stop and like someone who had like been through it before and experienced and tell me like it's okay. <laughs>
1: Hmm. I know. I feel like there's. I think I set my goal for myself based on you. Like I was like, okay, I know that she did it for like three to four months. So okay, I think that's what I'll probably do too. But I also knew that I one hundred percent was not going to pump at work. Like that was an, completely off the table for me. The thought of it made me feel super uncomfortable. Like nothing about that felt good. And then it turned out that COVID. Became a thing, and I never went back to work or never went back to an office. I work. Um, and so, that, like, I technically could have kept going, but it wouldn't have been good for me. So, it's okay to have goals and it's okay to exceed them or change them and just check in with yourself every day and see if it's still serving you and know that your baby is cared for and fed. And that's the most important part.
0: Now that you say that about pumping at work, um with Leo like so my job when i was with Leo i had like a cubicle i didn't have my own office at the time so like i went into i went there was like an empty office that i would just go into and i actually like liked pumping at work because that was like an extra little yeah. <laughs> an extra little break i got so i did like like pumping at work but it was it also was very frustrating because I would pump and get like an ounce or two ounces yeah. of milk. And then I would just be annoyed. Um, But it was like a little time that I got off and then, then there was, Oh, I was going to bring up the other time, like that. It just felt so bad. Like Aaron was Shopping for her wedding dress. We went to New York and I literally brought my pump with me to New York on like we were at the dress store. I went into the bathroom there and like randomly found a plug in there and was trying to pump in the bathroom. And it was just like. uh, It just like did not feel good at all. It was like, I don't want to be doing this.
1: It's like almost, it's out. That sounds very isolating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I don't even remember that, which makes me feel sad that I was yeah. just like so oblivious.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but that's also like a point on like when you're navigating friendships in different phases. And like, that's a whole other episode where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes you misalign to realign later. But um again, something you just said sparked something, and now I can't remember what it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the uh, whole episode. I think I was gonna yeah. say something. <laughs> That's the theme.
1: What was I gonna say? What was I gonna say? Well, <laughs> uh, oh, I can't remember. So let's recap. Um I don't have my recap handy, so I'm scanning through and I don't have action steps. I think my action step is if you're approaching your postpartum life and you have a partner connect with your partner and figure out what your game plan is. If you don't have a partner, connect with yourself and figure out what your game plan is. Be open to being flexible, be open to change and put yourself first and foremost, because your baby is nothing
0: without you. Yes. Love those. Love those on the fly action. Sets. <laughs> <laughs> and if you,
1: um, need help with a coach, I can recommend a really wonderful coach named (laughs) Shelby Lobitz and uh, she's my go-to for everything. So.
0: Perfect. Hit me up. All right. All right. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. (laughs)
1: It means so much to us to have you on this journey and together we hope we can make mom life a little bit easier for you one episode at a time.
0: As always, never hesitate to DM us on Instagram at mom tales and Cocktails Podcast with your mom tales, and don't forget to follow here and we will see you on the next episode.